Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week, my guest is Amanda from Crayon Letters KC. During the pandemic, Amanda was looking for creative activities for her sons. Little did she know her creative hobby would soon turn into a business. Here's Amanda to talk all about how creating crayon letters and shapes are both beneficial for kids creatively and educationally. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Your products are so cute. I love personalized gifts and I love, it kind of reminds me a little bit of my childhood with a lot of the name things that I feel like were popular from growing up. And when I came across your page, I just loved seeing the creative side with crayons and sort of how you were able to mend the two together. So just to start us off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and give a little background about yourself. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Amanda Martell and I started Crayon Letters KC in June of 2020. So like right dab smack in the middle of COVID. And I had taught um, high school English for seven years at in the Olathe School District. And I loved it, but I was pregnant with my second kiddo and financially everything. It was like, okay, I might as well stay at home with him. Otherwise I'm working for daycare. So it was my first year off. Um, and I was actually subbing, but then once COVID hit, I, I was nervous to go in the classroom with my kiddos and then trying to do online subbing as, you know, someone they're not familiar with. It was just very hard. So, um, as I was sitting home with my boys, weird. I was just trying to find stuff to do because, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. And I was used to taking them to like little gym classes or places like that. So I like, it makes me laugh. I honestly don't even know. I was just staring at crayons. I felt like I just, and it was like, okay, let's just break them up. You know how people used to break them up, put them in muffin tins. Um, and so I bought, I was like, I'm just going to buy some molds and gosh, how old was Clark? Clark was, yeah, he was turning two that year. He couldn't really help me a whole lot, but I just was like, I'll break these up and then see what they do with them. And I put them in letter molds and just spelled their names. And then I actually was like, you know what? These are cute. I'm going to make them for all their little friends. And so um, I made them for all their friends. And then I noticed Clark was being like, oh, that's a letter A or red. Like he would just kind of say random things. And I was like, okay, these kind of have learning benefits. And then my friends were like, you should sell these. And I was like, you guys, no, (laughs) like I was laughing. I was just like, no, like I had never thought about doing such a thing. And I was like, oh, people are going to like think I'm silly. Like there's no way. And so I just put them on my personal Instagram. And then people started messaging me like from high school that I hadn't talked to in a while or, you know, just random connections. And they were like, oh my gosh, these are so cute. Well, you can, you make me some. And I think it helped honestly being stuck at home during COVID because people wanted activities and things for their kiddos. It just kind of took off. And then one of my um, friends who's a local blogger was like, Amanda, you need to make like a separate page, a separate page for your business so that you're not like, you know, all your personal stuff isn't out there. And so I made a separate page 
called it crayon letters KC and it just kind of took off from there. So it's been amazing, like totally a blessing in disguise. Um, never would have expected to be where I'm at today going on three years of running the business. So to your point with your son, especially during COVID and kids being home from daycare and from school, mm-hmm. not only just the fun, creative aspect of your business, but mm-hmm. the learning aspect as well and having help kids, you know, spell their names out. And especially during that time, and there was so much unknown, not knowing when kids would go back to school or back to daycare and being able to have a tangible item that right. kids were able to still learn and have fun. Mm -hmm. And though I'm not a parent myself, I often hear my brother talk about for his parenting skills, the importance of intertwining learning and fun so that kids don't really realize they're learning, but they're having fun doing it and it helps them want to do it more. So I really love that with your products as well. Yes. No, I mean, again, like it's just all these unexpected things that came out of it. Like I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, they can work on their letters. They can work on spelling their name, number recognition with like numbers. And I mean, there's just so many, there really truly is so many learning benefits with my products that it's great. For small businesses, COVID really seemed to kind of help and almost push forward some of these businesses. Again, as you said, being able to have an activity that you could do in your own home and when you were socially distancing from others and not feeling like you had to go outside to do something, but helping keep your family entertained. So just through COVID, were you surprised by the reaction you had with customer base with your business? Oh, yes. Like my husband, he will always say um, at first I was like, okay, I need to get boxes. I need to get all this stuff. And I I could see his face like he's kind of like, okay, I mean, we'll go with it. We'll do it. And I mean, he even was just like so shocked. I just like all of a sudden got this just like influx of orders. And I remember even that year, my first year with Christmas, I made like 736 names or something like that just in that time span. And it was just, I mean, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's like I said, a blessing in disguise that my family, like we just weren't expecting. And like, I love it. It's so fun. I love seeing all the names and coming up with new stuff. And it just, yeah, it was just, it's been crazy, but it's awesome. And how are you coming up with the products that you are creating? You recently released your bath crayons, which I think are so fun. It's a great way to keep kids entertained during bath time. So how are you coming up with the expanded list of products you're offering? You know, I, so had done crayons for a year and then I was like, I just need something else for myself. And like, you know, just to expand my business. Cause we're, you know, as a small business owner, you're always wanting to add new product, do something different, have a twist on something. So I, before bath crayons, I released just like paint your own magnets. And it was like around Halloween of 2000 last year, 21. <laughs> so, so I started doing paint your own magnets and then I turned it into paint your own ornaments. And I honestly don't even, I truly like, it's kind of like how this started. I don't like, I, my mind just starts going and I'm like, okay, like, you know, I see like paint your own, I've even seen like paint your own soap bombs or bath bombs. And I was like, I remember seeing that at a pop-up and I was like, that's really cool. I wish I could do that with mine. And I was like, okay, like I could do plaster. I could do, what can I do to make something, you know, tangible that the kids can paint and is also safe and all that. So that's how that came about. And then bath crayons, I had, had always been in the back of my mind, but I just didn't know how to go about it because I wanted the product again to be safe for kids. And I didn't want it to stain the tub because a lot of them like to stain the tub. And so, um, 
I just started messing with soap and noticed that with the soap, what's nice is it's washable. It's always going to come off. There's no stain. I, I honestly, that's just had always been in the back of my mind and it took me a while to find a recipe that I felt was like, okay, this is, this is good. I love it. I mean, always going to probably be working at it, you know, but it's, it, my kids love them. So I was like, okay, now that they love these, I feel like I can finally release them to the public and get feedback and see what people think. So. Have you felt like a lot of this has been trial and error or have things been coming a little more naturally for you? I feel the crayons came super natural to me, just like the way I wanted them to lay in the molds and things like that. With the paint kits, I that was definitely trial and error because then I figured out like even after I sold a few, just like feedback of customers being like, oh, it's a little like chalky on the back. I'm like, okay, I obviously need to spray the back with some type of um, sealant you know, things like that. So it's definitely been a learning experience, but my customers have been awesome. They're providing me with feedback and, and how I can like, you know, better my product to, you know, make it to everyone's standards and things like that. So I just feel like it's always kind of a learning process. And then once I get the hang of it, I'm like, okay, this is good. We're good. I can now think of the next product I want to make. Do you have any products in mind that you are wanting to release in the upcoming months? My Easter collection is out, and so that, that will contain chalk. I only do chalk in the spring and the summer because, obviously, the winter months, nobody's really doing chalk unless, I guess, they live in Florida. And I do ship, but I just, I've noticed it's spring and summer is chalk. So Easter collection has chalk, paint kits, and things like that, and the crayons, obviously. But right now, I'm just going to kind of stick with crayons, paint kits and bath crayons. And then we'll see where it takes off from there. I kind of just do one thing a year, I feel like of, okay, here's a new product. For me, chalk is nostalgic. And not to say that kids these days aren't using it, because of course they are, but just thinking of more ways of getting kids outside, using their hands, allowing them to sort of have the creative ability to be their own artists and use their creative mind. And so I just really love that overall your products are encouraging for anyone who wants to use them just to be creative and let their creative juice flow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've always told myself I'm not creative. That's what I always said. I was just like, I'm not creative. Like, and then with this, it's just, it just makes me laugh. I feel like it's the complete opposite of like what I've, I don't know. I just don't feel like I've ever been creative. So this has been a lot of fun for me to get into and then see my kids be creative with the products and my kids' friends. And I feel like you're so creative, especially with the Instagram page and the dozens of different shapes you've done and mm -hmm. gifts for people or for kids or for, you know, party favors, anything like that, even uh, just down to the packaging of it. I feel like you're such a natural creative. So I would never think for you to say that you didn't feel like you were a creative person until you really got into this. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, yeah, it just, I mean, like I said, it just makes me laugh because I remember when I was student teaching, my um, mentor teacher was so creative. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, you're so creative. How are, like, even just like her classroom and everything. And she's like, oh no, she's like, you're, you can be creative. I was like, no, not like you. And then now she always, she's made comments like, oh my gosh, these are so cute. This is so, this collection. So cute. Like you are creative, Amanda. Like, I guess so. So as a mom and a business owner, what are some of the struggles you have juggling the two at the same time? Um, I mean, you basically just said it, it's just time and balance. Like when I first started, I will fully admit, I was just like head in my business. 
I, I was very overwhelmed because it was just all unexpected. And so it's just always been like, okay, I need to find time to be with my kids and my family and be present. And then time to dedicate myself to like everyone's orders. So that's just always, it's always been a challenge. I feel like I'm at a happy medium right now because I finally am just like, okay, I'm going to work when they go to bed. Or it also is helpful that they're both in school now. So I have that time to work too. But it's always just been a juggling, like you said, just a juggling match of like, okay, like, when can I have time to do this? How many orders can I take? I don't want to say no to that person. I want to do that for them. Like, so it's always just trial and error. And then I always, always, always overbook myself. But I mean, I get it done, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just wish I had more time. What are some other struggles that you maybe didn't anticipate originally when really starting this business? At first it was, at first my, a huge struggle was like, where am I doing my work? I had to take over the kitchen at our old house. It was a struggle because it was like, okay, like I need to lay out everything in here. And then my husband was like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. So we ended up uh, moving and now I have my own space. But then it's still the struggle of like, I don't have this like flow, like, you know, as like, I don't know that I call myself an artist, but like my room is just chaos. But I, that's the only way that I can like function. I would just say that took me a while of just like getting in a groove of like, organization. And it was driving me nuts because I was a teacher for seven years and so organized. And this business, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I want to like organize all the molds and the crayons. And like, should I have the crayons, like the wrapping wrapped off before I start and like, just have bins of them or do it as I'm going. And like, just like getting a groove, it took a while to get into. And now it's like rocket science. Like I'm just like totally in a groove now, but I don't know. I just would, I mean, time, like I said, was, is still, and will always be a huge struggle for me, but I'm just thankful. I used to pull literally all nighters and then get a couple hours of sleep, wake up, get to work at like 5 30 AM and then work all day, play with my kids for a little bit, keep working, work all day. And then I was just like, this is not working. And as you said, when your workspace is at the same time, your personal space, it's really hard to separate the two because even if you have a dedicated space for your work, you still feel like it's hard to disconnect, especially as someone who struggles to say no to people. And you're always wanting to take mm -hmm. more orders and stay on top of it. There's always a voice in the back of your head saying, oh, well, you can just do it really quick. And it's right there. You can just go get done and move on to the next thing. But when you constantly say that to yourself and you're constantly doing that, it's a never ending cycle. So that's hard to. Yes, 100%. You said it like, and even with it being in our kitchen, like when I first started, like it was like you said, I was just always staring at it. So it was like my business was right there. And I'd just be like, well, I, I got to keep working. I, I have to keep going. Like I got to be on time. Well, speaking of personal life, when you are able to put work aside, take a step back, what does life look like for you in Kansas City? I mean, honestly, when I'm not working, it's just being with my boys. They are, one's almost five and my other one is three. And so they're 15 months apart. So they're almost like we have twins and it's just being with them and doing things around Kansas City, whether it be going to Kaleidoscope or the Prairie Fire Museum, just where did we take them? We took them to Monster Jam a couple weekends ago and like, you know, just doing what we can with them, getting them out and about 
and then my husband works full time. So I'm really with them basically all day. And then they go to school and it's just us being a family when, when we're able to. And on the weekends, we, we really strive to be all together and do things around here. And then my husband and I, once a year, we'll travel somewhere we've never been. So that's our goal every year is to just go somewhere we've never been. That's so fun. Where did you both go this last year? We went to Kennebunkport, Maine. So we had a, we really enjoy the Northeast coast. And that was kind of like our first time, like, you know, all the way up there. Um, and it was just amazing. The, the year before that, we went to Charleston. Um, and I don't know where we're going to go this year. We'll see. But Kennebunkport was amazing. Highly recommend checking out Maine if you've never been. It's just, it was just, we loved it. It was awesome. One of my bucket list items is to visit all 50 states. I have yeah. not yet been to Maine, but it's in my top three of the states that I want to go to that I have not yet been. So I love everything about pictures I see of Maine and hearing about people's experiences. So I'll have to check that out because that is a big item on my bucket list. And I know you are a KC native, but if there was something that you could change about Kansas City, what would that be? I, and I feel so cliche saying this, but honestly, I don't, I wouldn't change it for anything. I feel like me and my husband are pretty well traveled. We've been places. I mean, it's obviously different when you live there and you get more immersed in the culture and the local aspect of it. But I, I mean, what I love about Kansas City and being in the small business aspect of it you just see how much community there is in our city and it's just like amazing like all the support you get just being surrounded by positive people and I just don't feel like it's like that everywhere you know when you like when we travel like you get a vibe for you know the town you're in or the city and I just nothing feels like Kansas City I I mean Kansas City is just amazing I I I love it I've, I've been here I've you know grown up here so is my husband and we wouldn't move anywhere trade it for the world so I just I I can't think of something that I'd want to change because I just we love it we love that you know here we live out south we're in our little you know neighborhood community but then if we want to go downtown and go to the Lowe's hotel and have an espresso martini it's not far away we can go you know there's just so many places you can go and it honestly kind of feels like you're out of town for a little bit and then come back home but I just we love it here Speaking of espresso martinis, I love the espresso martini at the Lowe's Hotel, and I've been doing my own little espresso martini tour around Kansas City. Oh, okay. I've been doing that for the last couple months and have been trying to get everyone's favorite espresso martini in Kansas City. So I'm slowly working my way down a very long list of recommended restaurants, but that is my go-to drink yeah. as of late. Hey, so. That's hilarious. Yeah, me and my <laughs> husband, that's our, that is our drink. My my husband has like a signature one that he makes at home that's really good. I can't lie. Um, but Lowe's Hotel is like from the ones we have tried in Kansas City, like the top espresso martini, like our favorite um, one we've had so far. But you'll have to share the list. <laughs> yes, I will. And I recently learned an espresso martini is always supposed to have three espresso beans in it. And if it doesn't, it is bad luck. And you are not supposed to drink an espresso martini that does not have three beans in it. 
Okay, so, well, we better start putting the three beans on top when we I, make it I was <laughs> given that tidbit, a bartender, when I ordered one, and he was saying how it was some old tale that he was training to be a bartender. That was something that was really hammered in. And I just thought that was such an interesting fact because it made me think back to other espresso martinis I had that did or did not have the three beans. So just a little tidbit for your at-home espresso martinis. Okay, well, you learn something new every day. There's my little tidbit. Like I did, I've never heard of that, so. I know you said that your Easter line is now out with chalk and everything else you have offering. For people who are wanting to custom order crayons from you or any of your products, what is that process like and how can someone go about doing that? To order, um, customers just go to my website, www.crayonletterskc.com. My website's always a work in progress. That's that's a whole nother thing. But it's hard because I want people to feel like they can personalize it, right? And so basically I have a little form that the customers can fill out. And it's just like, do you want a crayon name? What's the name? What Do you have a color preference? Do you want me to add glitter? And then with the Easter line, everything is listed on my website. So it makes it easy for customers to be like, oh, I want item number one, five, and seven. And then they state the quantity and things like that. Then it's sent to me. And then I personally go in and create an invoice and send it their way. So I am I am a completely one woman show. I do everything myself. I do not have anybody helping me. I mean, that kind of goes along, I guess, with the struggle question. That's how they can order. And they're always talking to me anytime, like personally, am I if I'm responding to a question or anything on my social media or email. It is always me you're talking, they're talking to. Are there any shapes you have done that stand out as your favorite? I used to have a huge long list. Like I have so many shapes and I felt like after a while I was like, this has to be overwhelming for people just to stare at this and be like, what do I want? Shape wise, I just, I love, I mean, honestly, all the holidays, I just, love when I come to them because it's all new. And um, I just I get to pick out new fun shapes and bring back some old ones from last year. And I just I feel like I can't pinpoint one like the first one I ever loved was a unicorn. And I loved that I was just like making it all different colors. And I thought it was so cute. And that's always a popular one. But I mean, my most popular shape is dinosaurs dinosaurs for birthday party favors. Like I have dino, I had dinosaur Valentines that were a hit. I mean, the dinosaurs are huge and construction. So those are like the two big ones that everyone wants. So I loved the ones that you did for Valentine's Day. I will admit I'm kind of a sappy person when it comes to Valentine's Day. I know there are people who do not enjoy the holiday And I always feel like I'm having to explain myself that I really didn't grow up being taught that Valentine's Day was focused around couples. I was always taught Valentine's Day really was just a day of love and to tell friends, family, anyone in your life that you loved them. Having that mentality, I've I've just always loved Valentine's Day. I mean, I'm in my late 20s and up until last year, I was still sending friends Valentine's Day cards every year. It's just something I, I enjoy doing. So I always have a really soft spot in my heart for anything Valentine's Day themed. And I loved the hearts that you came out with. And I loved, 
I was like checking back at your page constantly because I just love seeing what people come up with for that holiday Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. how creative people can get to where it's not super focused on a couple or a romantic love, but more just a day about love, which to me is how I look at Valentine's Day. When I was looking back at your page and I was looking at all of the different shapes you have done in colors and themes. The I kept going back to the Valentine's Day ones because I really think those are my favorite. <laughs> yes, it's a it's always a fun holiday to do because you just get to come up with all the fun little sayings and I love it. So I love it too. Do you want to share with listeners the typical time it takes for orders to be placed and the expected time between the ordering and when it's usually done? Typically, I always say two weeks um, with busy holidays, you know, I set dates and then I'm like emailing customers. I'm like, I got to push it back a little bit. And they're like, no problem. Like as long as I have it by Valentine's day, by Easter, it's fine. But typically when it's not crazy, two weeks or less. Um, and then customers can, I'm, I've built my entire business on Instagram. That's how it's come to be today. So anytime anyone wants to contact me, I, I mean, I answer on Instagram, I answer on Facebook, I answer on my email. Those are kind of the three ways that you can get a hold of me. And then I always can ship. Um, I do porch drop off in Johnson County and then always offer local porch pickup. That's great. You have so many different ways people can get your product and and contact you. So that's awesome. With my business, I am pouring my heart and soul into it. I love personalizing everything. And I always just, I respect my customers and want their feedback. And, you know, I just, I... I love that aspect. And like the past few years too, I've been doing pop-ups, which I love because I meet people and they're like, I've ordered from you five times. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know. I know who you are. Um, so it's nice putting faces um, to names. And I just, I just want everyone to know that I love what I do. Like it's so fun every day, just creating and yeah especially through COVID, it's been really amazing to see the pop-up community in Kansas City as well. I feel like that's another component that brought up a lot, especially on this podcast or even through Instagram, as you were saying, the sort of the power of social media, but with Kansas City and their love for local businesses, it's really awesome to see so many businesses partner with smaller businesses that don't have brick and mortars and people who like you are working out of their home, but still have an amazing product that they want to share or just even those pop-ups where it's like several different local businesses that are all coming together to do something or even just to give people a place to shop. I think it's so great to see that is essentially a trend that I think is really sticking around and it's always fun to hear where people are popping up next, especially because, you know, with Kansas City, obviously there are parts of the city that are a little farther away from each other, but nothing is that far away. So pop-ups give an opportunity, as you said, for people to come not only meet you in person, but, you know, get to know business owners mm-hmm. in person and get to see people face-to-face as well and go around different parts of the city. And I just think it's so, it's always nice to see when people are doing pop-ups and that they're just continuing to happen and more businesses are getting on board with hosting them. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite aspects of the whole thing is the pop-up community. It's just, it's been a lot of fun. Do you have any pop-ups coming up that you would want listeners to know about? 
I wish I did. I, I always feel like my pop-up season is October through December, but here and there I have some, but I don't have anything lined up currently. It's also hard. I feel like right now with sports and my kiddos, um, getting all involved in that, but, um, cause I've had a couple people reach out and I'm like, eh, I have a basketball game. I'm so sorry. I can't miss that. So, but typically I am an October to December pop-up gal. Where can listeners follow you on social media? I'm very active on Instagram and my handle is just crayon letters, Casey. And then um, if um, I'm also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page. So those are the two main places that I'm super active and I try to be active. I'm sure you understand too. Like, it's just crazy, like the algorithm thing. And if you, like, I took a little hiatus this summer to spend time with my kids and that hurt my business because now, you know, the it's like, oh, you didn't post for a day. So you're going to lose all these viewings on your story or, you know, so when it, when as someone who's solely built my company on inst- like Instagram, I'm just like, darn you, Instagram, what are you doing? <laughs> there is so many amazing aspects of Instagram and learning about local businesses and that component, but Instagram can be really tricky. I talk about this a lot with other friends who are in the influencer world, even someone for me who is who's labeled more of a micro influencer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes really hard not to get caught up in the follower count or page views. And as much as I try to convince myself that at the end of the day, I'm posting something fun. And I hope if one person, I always try to tell myself one person sees it and gets something out of it, it's a success, but it can be really hard not to sit there and compare yourself to other influencers or other small businesses. And Instagram can have a way of making you feel not so great about yourself sometimes. And it's hard because one of my things I told myself this year, in 2023, I would step away from Instagram more, that I would try to detach a little more, really enjoy times when I'm out of town or with family, whatever the case might be. But then it's hard because there is the part of my of the back of my head saying, well, I have obligations or things I have to post and X, Y, Z. And so it can be really hard. It looks super easy. But mm-hmm. it is it is not that easy. It takes way more time. It, uh, yeah, it adds on to the time aspect. And you're just like, I don't have time for this right now. So yeah, Amanda, thank you so much for for being here. I just really love with the products that you've created that they're not only just fun and giving kids these more creative outlet as a kid who was who loved art classes. And those were my favorite subjects in school and everything like that. I was always loving like a fresh box of crayons or a fresh thing of markers. So I just think what you're doing is so fun. And again, I love the educational aspect as well. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. And I enjoyed talking with you. Be sure to follow Amanda on Instagram. You can find her handle and website in the show notes. For all Kansas City Confidential listeners, Amanda is offering a special discount code. Use KC Confidential at checkout for 15% off your order. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey Viseri. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Ooh, K.
Casey Confidential. School papa pira papa pa Casey's Confidential.